Good morning and welcome to Mental Health Radio on KMUN Astoria. My name is Graham Nystrom and I'm hosting this special half-hour interview with Nikki Fortuna, the president of the board of directors of Peace of Mind Pacific County. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Graham. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for the work that you're doing and I'm looking forward to learning more about what your group does and how folks can benefit from the resources and also how folks can contribute and support Peace of Mind Pacific County. Terrific. Would you like to give me just a general overview of the organization and its programs? Absolutely. Um, Our mission is to provide education, advocacy, and peer support for brain health and mental wellness. We are an all-peer-run, volunteer-run organization. So any monies that come into the group stay and are spent specifically for our programs and our initiatives. Um, Peers are, by the way, folks that have lived experience with um, mental illness, substance use, um, brain disorders. So um, we run the gamut. We're a little different than the organization we used to be. We used to be the NAMI affiliate, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness in Pacific County. But their their focus specifically is on mental illness, and we found that there was a greater need in the county and the surrounding areas for support, particularly for brain health. So we run the gamut now from autism to schizophrenia and um, include everyone. Well, I like the idea of uh, being able to work with your peers to help you overcome some of the challenges that you might be facing. Does that mean that folks generally don't have like formal credentialing and training or? Not at all. Yeah. We also run the gamut from folks with less than a high school education, but that lived experience that is really important in guiding others, all the way up to folks with PhDs that have lived experience. Uh And um, some of these folks with PhDs have PhDs in psychology. Right. And some of us have bachelor's degrees, like myself. I have a bachelor's degree in human services. I am a peer. I do have a diagnosis, but... I'm also trained. I'm a Washington State certified peer counselor, and Washington State has a very specific 40-hour program that they require for certification in all sorts of uh, support methods, interview methods, um, ways to tell your story, and there's a pretty lengthy exam at the end of it not everybody who goes through that training becomes a certified um, peer counselor. I also am a nationally certified RAP instructor, and RAP stands for Wellness Recovery Action Plan, which is one of the programs that Peace of Mind offers. And that's a program that helps people identify uh, what they're like down through when they're unwell, and the steps to take along the way to get back to wellness. Sounds like something everyone could benefit from. Absolutely. When that program was first started, 
it was specifically started by Mary Ellen Copeland in Connecticut, New Hampshire, in the New, La- New England area. I took uh-huh. my training here on the West Coast. But um, it was especially developed for those coming out of psychiatric institutions. But that was many years ago now, and the program has been adapted for veterans, for seniors, for law enforcement officers, for first responders. It's even been written in such a way that there's a kid's version, a youth version, a college version. And um, before COVID, I had a partner and we offered the RAP program for kids in the Ocean Beach School District. You don't understand the impact that you have on a child until you see, um, we do surveys at the end of all our classes, even with the kids. And one of the questions we usually like um, ask with the kids is, what did you like best about this class? And the very first time we did it with a group of seventh graders, She said what she liked best was knowing that when she wants to kill herself, there's something else to do. Wow. That is really impactful. And actually, we had that happen, and we were able to get that child hooked up with her school counselor and ultimately into therapy. So the impact we have is across all age ranges, and it's... It's really phenomenal to be able to bring that kind of support to our community. You're never too young and you're never too old. Uh, what, what ages of children were you talking about in that last example? Well, that last example, we were working with uh, 12 and 13-year-olds. But we've worked with children as young as seven. And across the spectrum, we've done it with high schoolers. We've done it with middle schoolers. Our favorite is to go into the elementary schools, though. The sooner you get them to understand that in some cases it's totally appropriate to say no. That's where we overlap with abuse programs. And that how you feel is important and not to um, dismiss it if an adult says, you can't feel that way, um, children know what they feel. Right. They can't always articulate it, but they know what they feel. I'm a big believer in preventative maintenance, and it seems like telling children at an early age about options, about what's okay you know, to feel and to express or to, to disagree with, is really important because once you're at that 12 to 13 age, that's when life starts getting really real and more emotional and more challenging. And and at that point, you might be saying, here are some options, but it's it's becoming less of a preventative maintenance thing at that point. I, right. Um, it's at that age range that we sought that we begin to see suicidal ideology. Right. And. Um, it's a shame to say that we have to have suicide prevention programs in middle schools and high schools. 
going back to the organization, it sounded like you were saying that the emphasis that your group can put on brain health specifically is part of what distinguished you from NAMI and what encouraged that evolution. Is that correct, that you're kind of providing a broader spectrum of services? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we have in the past and had to discontinue um, during COVID. So we're now regrouping and re-strategizing how we deliver um, our support to the community. But we had formerly done something called uh, community awareness dinners where we would have folks come in and lecture. And for instance, we had a representative come in from the Veterans Administration and lectured about the cross between traumatic brain injuries, no matter where it be from, whether it be a football player or a soldier or a car accident, traumatic brain injuries have an effect on your mental wellness and how quickly personalities change or mental illness develops because there are injured parts of the brain. And a lot of people don't associate when there's been a brain injury with the fact that it can trigger mental illness and very often does. People don't understand personality changes after traumatic brain injuries. Our bodies and our minds are such delicate ecosystems um, that it's no surprise that a traumatic brain injury could, could lead to a mental illness. And I'm glad to see that there is so much more awareness about TBI and its effects and where it can happen and how easily it can happen. Right. Um, you know, that bump in your head you had when you were four could have produced a lesion that nobody thought about right. that presents itself when you're in your 40s mm -hmm. as having somehow affected your synapses from firing appropriately and all of a sudden your personality change and there's onset of mental illness. So it, it also doesn't matter when that brain injury happened and if it was closed or open. Right. I'd like to hear uh, just a general overview at this point of what some of those classes and services that, that your Peace of Mind Pacific County organization can provide for folks. Okay. We've got a, a number of things that we do. First off, we're reinstituting RAP classes. We also are have certified facilitators in COVID stress and trauma education program, which is a program specifically developed to handle the unique stresses of our COVID environment. I look forward to coming back to that one more <laughs> and getting some more detail about that. Um, we have a bi-monthly coffee hour called Casey's Coffee Hour, and Casey has a lot of experience and formerly had a practice in another state where she treated abused youngsters. So we do have, again, we do have folks that have the education and have formerly been practitioners in the mental health arena. Uh, we have a program that we launched this year called Art for a Healthy Mind, where we have specific projects that are related to emotions 
and overall well-being that are led um, by folks with an art background. And as we all know, or most of us are familiar with art therapy as being a very common way to work through emotions. We have that at two levels. We do an adult level uh, twice a month. And then we also are partnered with the Dylan Jude Harrell Community Center over across the bridge there. And um, we work with their kids. They have a daycare and an after-school program. So twice a month we go in and work with the kids there. Um, we have just instituted a men's support group that will have its very second meeting of all time this coming 29th. Uh, we do things to raise awareness throughout the year and we're coming up to May, which is really an important month because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And in May, we do our annual wellness walk to promote understanding. We start at the Bolstad Approach over in Long Beach, walk down the Discovery Trail 1.3 miles, I think it is, to Clark's Tree. And then we return. And along the way, there are going to be stations this year with educational information and pamphlets and takeaways. Um, and then you get to come back. This year, we're also tabling with a number of partners. So we will have Willapa Behavioral Health there. We will have the Wellspring Community Network there, which is a state-funded and uh, federally-funded program, a group of folks that work towards um, substance use disorder prevention and education and mental wellness in the community. So at all levels for that, uh, goodness gracious. We partner with... Um, South Pacific County Humane Society, because pets play a really integral part in your emotional well-being. If that wasn't the case, there wouldn't be certified emotional support animals. Right. Absolutely. So um, let's see. This year in May, we're doing our second annual Rock for Mental Health. The painted rock craze has not left us, and it throughout the county folks are painting rocks with inspirational messages and peace of mind goes out and plants a bright yellow sign in their yard or at their business or in their community somewhere that says we rock for mental health and surprisingly that's taken off really well great oh my uh we're planning on screening a couple of movies that speak towards suicide prevention. One in particular we've screened in the past called The Ripple Effect, and it's the Kevin Hines story about surviving having jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and how his parents, his father in particular, started the foundation 
that finally was able to get uh, suicide prevention mechanics attached to the bridge, whether they're fencing or netting. There, there are a couple of different ways they do it, and we're planning to show that as soon as we get our little task force together, because we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need to turn it some more here in the Astoria and Pacific County area. There's another um, film called um, Project Wake Up, and it speaks to the epidemic of suicides in the country and how to work towards prevention. We've also offered other individual prevention classes, um, you know, things like mental health first aid. We have a number of certified instructors that belong to our organization. So we offer those classes periodically. Oh, and there, there are a couple of less, lesser known suicide prevention classes that we offer. In September, we offer what we call Recovery Sunday because September is National Recovery Month from Substance Use Disorders. And we promote, um, again, wellness, brain health, your brain is damaged by drugs, so it's a, it's a real natural partnership to um, carry that banner as well. And one of my favorite events ever is our Blue Christmas service held on the winter solstice, so always on the 21st. And what happens is our partner... Ocean Park Lutheran Church and their pastor puts together a program for folks who find the holidays particularly difficult for whatever reason and offer um, support not just through Bible passage but through poetry and uh, other literary works that speak to resilience. Uh, we've also been really big partners with the school district in um, what is now called trauma-informed practice, but used to be called ACEs, um, the adverse childhood experiences where things that happen in your childhood, for instance, um, your parents have a substance use disorder, you have a parent that's in jail, housing instability, um, food insecurity, there are 10 points in ACEs. And for everything the child endures, they're given a point. Three or four is, you know, point of concern if a child's been through that. If a child has seven, eight, nine, and ten, that child is going to need help further in life. They're not only going to need mental help and support, but it's also going to affect their physical well-being. 
they're the folks that most likely are smokers. They're the folks that are most likely obese. They are the folks that most likely have diabetes or heart disease. So you can look at a child, develop what their ACEs score is currently, and predict that path. Well, it's, it's clear that there are a lot of opportunities and resources that you are providing. Um, I forgot to do my reframe halfway through, so if you're just joining us, this is Graham Nystrom, and I'm talking with Nikki Fortuna, who's the president of the Board of Directors of Peace of Mind Pacific County. Their mission is to provide education, advocacy, and peer support for brain health and mental wellness. It's great to have you in the studio, and I think that now might be a good time to ask you the questions of where can people find out more and how can they help? I know that you have a website, pompc.org. Correct. Um, so that's a great place to find out more information or get resources. Are you looking for financial support? Are you looking for volunteer support? We are looking for all types of support. Volunteers are always welcome because we also understand that we le- live in an economically depressed area. But if you have an extra dime or two and can send it our way, you can contact us through our email address, which is info, I-N-F-O, at pompc.org. Every little bit helps. We, in the past, were fortunate enough to have some funding come through the Regional Behavioral Health Organization, and that dried up just before COVID hit. So, yeah, honestly, we we struggle. We have a number of staunch um, supporters that write us checks periodically, We don't work on a really big operating budget, and we are actually currently having two fundraisers. We will be um, having an online fundraising auction called Hope Floats, and community members and professional artists in our community, we have a lot of them over there, have taken floats and buoys and painted them and blinged them out and created all sorts of incredible multimedia pieces out of them. They will be lectured online off of our Facebook page event. We do have a very active Facebook page where we post educational pieces from about 75 different sources including uh, brain research and, oh, it just really runs, again, the gamut. Uh, SAMHSA, a lot of really helpful information. If How do folks find you on Facebook? Is that at Palm PC or is it? No, this is, our, our Facebook page is spelled out all one word, Peace of Mind Pacific County. Great. So find you, find you on Facebook, find you on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, you can support financially. You can support with your volunteer hours. And you can also support with your word of mouth. I think Absolutely. that you can just help folks know about Palm PC and the services they provide. And that can be someone in your circle who is clearly struggling or someone who isn't because maybe someone in their circle is struggling too. So 
word of mouth is a big part of um, helping folks, you know, get directed to these resources, which sound great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, as, as May approaches Mental Health Awareness Month, I was really happy to receive your email asking for a radio interview um, <laughs> because we love to do our part as well uh, to help folks get the word ab- out about the work they're doing. Can I hear a little bit more detail about uh, what you've been experiencing with the COVID stress trauma and education program? We've offered it a handful of times. It's a directed discussion over six weeks. It starts with things like how it affects you in your life, what losses you've had, what grief surrounds it, how your life is different, how you respond to that. It's particularly germane even now that we open back up because life is considerably different for so many people. And we, we've still lost so much. So for instance, someone who was about to retire and then COVID hit, retired during COVID and missed that whole period of recognition of having worked somewhere for 20 years. And there are times in your life that you look for recognition. And when you have lost that one time that no matter what else happened, you were going to be recognized for having done something. That loss is is grief that needs to be recognized. Or, you know, just losing contact with people because you're in an, an age where you don't necessarily use Facebook or text and you don't hear well, so you don't phone people. So we we have um, the, I, the the isolationism of it all, right? Absolutely, that has a profound effect on people's well beings. So we're now starting a couple of other initiatives. We have a seniors outreach committee that are folks sixty five and older that literally come together to support each other. Um, We are also starting a new initiative called Peer Walking, where an older peer, a senior peer, and a younger peer, say in their late teens, early 20s, young adults, walk together on the beach. So we're finding ways to work through covid and support one another. A walk on the beach is good for your mental health as it is, and then I can imagine that with a mentor, it, it can really do some good things. Um, I, it seems to me that user reviews are some of the most enlightening ways to know about the, you know, the quality of a product or a service, and so I, I assume that you've gotten lots of great feedback. Absolutely. Uh, about the work that you're doing and the sources, resources you're providing. Uh, any last words of wisdom or points you'd like to make before we wrap up for for this uh, half hour here? I think the biggest point is it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to ask for help. So many people are reluctant to do that. That's why we are especially happy that our men's group is is taking off. So you can find more information about the men's group in the coffee hours and all of our regular 
weekly to-dos on our Facebook page and and the film screenings and the fundraisers and, and yeah. oh yeah we're doing eat out for mental health dining out for mental health across the river all throughout the county restaurants are donating portions of of meals and whatnot so you have a large number participating look for the little sign it says eat here pompc.org or on facebook peace of mind pacific county nikki fortuna thanks for coming in and talking with me boy that time went fast it sure did thanks